0: Kevin and Trent in the Earl Scrug Center on a fall afternoon, and we laughed a lot, and we laughed a lot more. And then finally, we started recording, and we laughed a lot more. I don't know that we actually ever got anything done or said, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you're wondering whose voice is who, Trent Hoyle is the one who does all the talking. Now, Kevin does some, and you know my voice, but pretty much Trent Hall. Blame it all on Trent. You should enjoy this. It was a lot of fun. Hi. Welcome to Season 4 of Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton. Join me as musicians tell their stories about how they became musicians and the stories along the way.
1: Hey, Sandy. This is Odell Scott. Uh, I'm a drummer from upstate uh, Greenville, South Carolina. And I've been doing this for over 50 years and have my own band, Split Shot, and just uh, got some stories to tell for you. That's
0: good, man. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, you telling me you're living in Mooresboro
1: now? Mooresboro, North Carolina. My uh, my wife is from up here. I've been up here living three and a half, four years okay. now.
0: Okay. I mean that's uh, you're pretty well associated with the state of South Carolina. I, mean, I like
1: to think so. I mean
0: you're uh, uh kind of entrenched in the uh, music legends of South Carolina. I mean uh. If you've ever been to the coast of South Carolina, in the Myrtle Beach area, I'm sure that if you've gone to the most famous of music clubs there, they've heard you play.
1: Yeah, I went to the uh, the Bowery, and I remember it well. On uh, on June the twelfth, nineteen eighty, Alabama went out the front door, and we came in the back on the fourteenth.
0: And and who would that? Who would you have been with then?
1: I, I think we were called. Whiskey River at that time. Really? And we changed band. We went name because nobody air right. there's there's ninety nine whiskey yeah, rivers and every and so we went to Fire Lake for a while and that was just didn't you know, like that. and so we ended up with Sloughfoot.
0: Yep. I um, So so was it hard to follow Alabama into that?
1: I'm right. It was <laughs> <laughs> You know. I mean they, they were so entrenched and they were so popular and they were such a people's band. They were and they had been there like what? Seven out of the last nine years, or something like that. And they had an incredible following. They
0: did, you know? and as I, you know, I when got, they
1: left, my homes in Alabama was number seventeen on the yeah, country chart. How yeah. do you follow that?
0: You, it's hard to follow. I mean, I, I would think that would be one of the hardest of all jobs to have to follow.
1: It was tough there, but we 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 built our own following, nothing like that. But we but, we hung on. But yeah. you had a you had a
0: dadgum good band too i mean
1: it wasn't
0: wasn't like you went in there with um i mean the quality of the band is 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 quality as alabama
1: well i won't go alabama had a sound they did have a sound i mean when an alabama song comes on the radio even now you know who it is you do you know and i think that's more important being great and they were
0: they were also good like you said with people uh uh, they kept the tip jar full Then
1: mm-hmm. they knew you know, had a work tip jar they did
0: and then they knew a bazillion songs
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean people people that never saw alabama in the Bowery didn't understand that it you know they knew just about every song in the world at that point
1: you know and twenty dollars they could do it <laughs> yeah yeah whether they knew it or not yeah
0: well you guys were you guys did the same thing
1: we did uh the national anthem before they had uh, myrtle beach day atlanta stadium at fulton county and uh we learned the star spangled banner and that was an undertaking if you're going to do it right with full part harmony you know yeah i and, agree I, it is you know and uh somebody came in a week later after that and said i saw y'all on tv doing this uh can, and put twenty dollars in the tip jar. Can you do the Star Spangled Banner? So we made everybody stand up. Nobody knelt down. Right. And yeah. Uh, yeah. For <laughs> kneeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we we did that. That was kind of. I mean, anything. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you,
0: well, I'm, I mean, I, yeah. In, in fact, I might have even seen Neil sometime do that, and maybe it, Dixie back to back or something.
1: Yeah, Neil McJunkin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was with me on that. Neil and I. We went to high school together. You and Neil did? We did, in Liberty, South Carolina.
0: Neil's one of the nicest
1: guys I've ever met. We, we go way back. We do. And uh, I, me- I remember walking over to his house with a microphone stand when I was 13 years old. And, really? Yeah.
0: So y'all started, so yeah, how did how did your music career start?
1: Well, Sandy, I, I remember Mama telling me uh, I wasn't a friendly kid, and I didn't have a lot of friends – and so, Mama, I mentioned wanting a set of drums, and uh, I guess with Ringo and, and uh, Dave Clark, uh, yeah, I wanted to get into that. And so, they bought me a small set for Christmas, a Kent Gold Sparkle set. So, I would uh, maybe join a band and make some friends. All right. And so... Uh, it all changed after after that, you know. And I heard her tell me many times, "I wish I never bought you that damn set of drums." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's
0: it, I, I mean, that came your destiny, didn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's been your life pretty much.
1: I, it has. I, I mean, I've done other things, but that was always, oh, on always the main burner.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I bet you. Uh, speaking of Dave Clark Five, I guess you had that "Glad All Over" drum beat was I probably did. one of them yeah. things yeah. that you learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean. That's like, that dates us, that makes you and me pretty old when yeah. you, when we know You know,
1: him. uh he never played on their records. Really? Not a single record. Really? He always used studio drummers. That's funny. I did not. That's know just that. how smart he was.
0: That's pretty good. I mean that, that's I mean it was a,
1: great. Like you're talking to that and the, that that beat, you know, and, yeah. And, uh, I loved him. You know, Yeah, uh, they were uh, great. They had that big fat sound with his the sax did. and organ yeah. and uh,
0: Yeah, it was good. Uh-huh. That was a good sound. I agree. But uh yeah, an inspiring drummer at that time needed to learn that. hmm so yeah. That's, that's pretty good. So did you take – Do you want taking lessons or you just I teach yourself?
1: a little bit. Uh, I tried, I, one time I got serious about reading and tried to uh, take in some stuff, but yeah, I never stayed with it right. you know, like I should have. Right. That's one of my regrets.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I think it's actually easier in, in to take lessons now than it were, was when we were kids – you know, I I didn't have real good exposure to to lessons or, to take anything I wanted to play too much. You know, and and.
1: Um, well, with YouTube now, they, there's a wealth of sure. knowledge out there that, I mean, yeah, I have stuff that I've downloaded all that I'll be working on for the rest of my life. Oh you yeah, know, and it's just. Uh,
0: oh yeah, I've learned that a lot of things that I played since YouTube came out, I played wrong. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's pretty amazing because I had to drop, you know, I had to drop the the needle down on the record like in the same spot to keep learning the same lick over and over and yeah. over. It's not like you can go on there now. You can find tab or, or, you know, any kind of music notation you need to learn anything you want to. I
1: have a, a one, uh, one called capo, and. You can change your tempo. You can uh have them up. You can go down. You know, That's uh, cool. Uh, I record something on there, and uh, you can do anything you want to with it. And it's just twenty dollars a year. You know?
0: And you can't beat that. Uh-huh. I mean, it makes it pretty easy compared to to the old days. Mm-hmm. Then it did, did. So once you started playing drums, did, I guess you. I mean, being a drummer, I guess you needed somebody to play with didn't you mm-hmm. so what'd you do there
1: well uh like you were talking uh neil and i we messed around a minute for a year and we we had one of our first falling outs and uh, <laughs> over uh a forty dollar amplifier it, it was a but it was a good one as a fender tweed
0: yeah a fender <laughs> tweed is, is, uh, yeah, you know, a fine amp. No we, we
1: bought it together and it ended, ended up a, it was just uh it didn't work out yeah you know, so uh but I had some neighbors up the street there, two Cannon brothers, Mike and Pat Cannon, that are the really, really uh, excellent musicians. Pat, I learned so much from them. And I was a young kid, and they put me in their band. And bless their hearts, I can imagine you know, the timing and stuff that they yeah. had to deal with back then. But uh, they taught me a lot. And That's then good. I just started you know, going with this band and going with that Picking band. Picking up with different bands, Picking right? Picking you know. Yeah. They were – a lot of us got uh, drum kits about the same time, and we kind of taught each other and watched, yeah, you know, learn new licks and stuff.
0: When did you figure out that's what you are gonna do?
1: Uh, when did I figure it out? It just...
0: Did it just happened.
1: So kind of? it, it just happened, you know. I, I, there's been a few I, I guess when I got out of school and uh, I went down to Tri-County Tech, I was gonna go to school there. And I was walking in, and yeah, my daddy had passed away, so it would have been monetarily advantageous for me to go to school. Right. And I said, I don't want to do this. And I walked out. And so I started playing in band, and uh, I went to New Orleans and tried that out. I have an uh, aunt down there, and he ended up being in the wrong place at the wrong time, spent a week in jail. And I came back, and... You know, just picked up with the bands again. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, there's a lot to learn. A lot. Uh, speaking of New Orleans, that's a different drum set of drum beats down there, too. Yes, it
1: is. The, the, some of the best drummers in the world I are down I agree. There. I agree. But you know, when I went to New Orleans, there they were mostly Thursday, well, Friday weekend stuff. There weren't. I thought there's going to be this abundance of jobs and right. music. But it was only on the weekends. And uh, back up here, I had been playing four or five nights a week, you know, and it it all changed down there. And uh, I never broke into that elite down Down
0: there. there. It's hard to get in. I mean, that's kind of – it's not a closed – it's not a closed group of people, but it's – Certainly not a real open group of no, people not either. No,
1: you got, If you're in a clique, you're in a clique. But if you're not, as hard. It is hard to get yourself in there. there. But, yeah, it is. It was a learning experience, you know. As a you
0: know, I, South Carolina's always been full of bands, so I guess you could come back there and find – Yeah. That, and places yeah. to play, too. Yeah. I mean, South Carolina's has had as many – over the years, as many places to play in every small little town down there. Yeah, it's, that,
1: that – uh, Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville used to be just like they were like six clubs with yeah. bands. You know, you could bar hop on that one street. You know, and yeah. it, was a, it was a it was a learning experience. And
0: you can learn that way. I mean, yeah. they don't have well, Upstate still has a good bit more than everyone else places to go. The Greenville Spartanburg area still has plenty of places mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. Um, but unlike North Carolina, North Carolina is. You know, they're pretty limited to the number of places.
1: I wonder why that is because God, you know that you got three times as many people up here. Yeah, you know, you know I, I'm sure there's more in Raleigh and uh, you know, but oh,
0: yeah, oh, there is a lot more in Raleigh, Greensboro, but so but, but here, here between the Charlotte and Nashville, there's not a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, plus, you guys also another way you get really good is um, all the jobs I played early on in my life in South Carolina went all night long I mean we're talking we're talking to one or two sometimes three o'clock in the morning
1: oh gosh we used to have one place called Big Daddy's in Greenville and uh it went from nine till five yeah I mean you uh, know yeah I said, I played in a I was in Biloxi Mississippi for about six months and I played down there at a club out on the beach it got destroyed after uh when Camille was one big right. one after that but um I played from 11 till 5. God. And when we got through, it, there was a club across the street that went till 8. And if the crowd was there, it would keep going. Really? wouldn't stop. Biloxi was wow. wide up. This was about uh, early 75. Wow. And it's right when disco was starting to take. Play this, you know, uh, car wash and uh, yeah. more than a feeling. By, by we're on the radio about that period right in there. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of places to play down there. You know, that was that was a fun gig.
0: I'm sure it was. I mean, that that's um, uh, that's how though you get your 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 act together with your craft, playing mm. that many hours,
1: kind of mm. like the Beatles did. You know, and of course I'm not on that, but uh, you know, I'd like to. Identify with him or think about them. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's um. People don't. People these days don't get to play that long much. You know, I mean, three sets pretty much a deal these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's a. Yeah, you, know, you have six, seven sets in a deal like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, really, it was. Uh,
0: so how'd you wind up? Well, okay, it was uh what would be Sleafoot? Was that your first trip to playing music at the beach?
1: Uh, I had a group called uh, Jade Coffin that went down, and we did some weekends. Right, uh, uh, but uh, pretty much, you, you know, uh, they uh, the Barry uh, gig. Al- Alabama got us the gig when they left, and I had a, a nice rapport with them, and and they we had a good band. Yeah. yeah, we had a um, – Robbie Turner was a keyboard player, Zach Turner. Yeah. You know, he's mm-hmm. he, great songwriter. Right. Yep. And he was in that band. He came up with the name Sleafoot. Oh, Okay. And, and after – and uh, we went down and uh, Alabama got us in there. And, you know, after the uh, – you know, I knew them. They had tried to hire me when they hired Mark Hernan. Like guys, right. And uh, – I was not in town, and then I went down, and after I got back in town, they had hired Marcus, and they, they were playing, you know, six nights a week, right. and they needed somebody then. And if it had not worked out, I would I would have been a drummer in Alabama. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, cool. if, I don't know if I'd been the drummer, you know, but I'd have been a drummer, which is my, my tears in your beer story, <laughs> you know, that I oh, yeah. sit around. But they, but they got – it was a good deal because uh, we went down, and I played there for uh, – Four summers, and it was, uh, I decided, it, it's just, uh, you know, 8.30 to one thirty. Sure. It, 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 it was, uh, and I kind of lost faith in the band, and so I decided to do something else. Well, you know,
0: who who when you went in there, when y'all first went in not there, who all was in that band?
1: In that band uh, was uh, Zach Turner. He He's Robbie Turner then, and, and Jimmy Royal. Do uh, Jim, you know Jimmy Royal? I don't know. Jimmy Royal's daddy wrote... Uh, teddy bear. Oh, really? Bale roll. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. And
1: uh, we had a guitar player, Phil Bruce, and uh, he. Uh,
0: I is, know Phil.
1: You know Phil? Yeah. And and his wife, Janet. At the time she ended up after Robbie left and went to Nashville. She joined the band on keyboards. Yeah, on keyboards. And then we hired uh, Neil McJunkin at that point. You know, he came in later on you know, right. the next summer. Right. And. It was fun. We had four legitimate lead singers. Yeah. And and then Mark Inslee ended up being in a you know a smoothie. Right. And he, he stayed he left and came back and ended up staying there twenty years with the bounty hunters. Oh really? He yeah. stayed there that long. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so that's uh, pretty wild.
0: So how'd you wind up over at the beach wagon?
1: The uh Jimmy Sharpen, the uh, guy had called me looking for a drummer and uh and i said well what about me you know this was back in when i had left the band and i was just popping in and i had a band called scott phillips band and it was a lot of fun because it had one guy played uh banjo too and one guy played fiddle and country rock was big raised in, you know and we were you know, we do and, that. and
0: which was be what would have been going on over there more too.
1: Mm hmm and uh at We uh, he asked me about it, so I said, Yeah. And so I came in and stayed there five years. And uh
0: It's a pretty good long time too.
1: Mhm. Yeah, the last two years I did a pool party five days a week and played a beach way and six days a week. You know, wow. so I I did a lot of playing. Yeah, that's right. a lot of playing. Yeah, so
0: make all that money while you can. Yeah. 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 Because that was actually Good times. I mean, how did did the they put you up when you worked at there at the Beach Wagon? Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. Put
0: you up when you worked at the Bowery?
1: No. Okay. Yum yum. Okay, Beyond young. but yeah. I had the greatest. Okay, uh, if you're fam- familiar with Myrtle Beach downtown, where the uh, where Chapin's was. Yeah. And uh, if you look across you don't face the beach but you face south right there's um there was a western auto
0: yeah you know remember, yeah
1: and there's a big white boarding house right there Wait. well uh we ended up renting rooms there at that Oh, that's house. pretty
0: cool because it's not that far and, either. no
1: you could walk and, and then you'd walk through the pavilion the amusement park. Right. And everything be just bopping oh, and all yeah, the energy yeah, and on your way oh, to go yeah, to the yeah. battery. So you just be all psyched. Yeah, know? that had and, you
0: charged up by the time you got over yeah, there. Yeah,
1: that was great. Yeah, that would and, be good. Now talk about being young. We had no air conditioning. Oh, yeah. You, you know? Oh. And with the house was, I mean, you're talking about a big white that Miss Page who owned it, bless her heart. And uh, she uh, was downstairs and she had like, three different rooming facilities upstairs and we would we had one fan in the front room and one (laughs) in the back and the one and everybody had a fan in a room yeah that's being when we moved in we three of us we paid sixty dollars a week rent now that's no utilities right uh and she said, well, now, if you have guests, I, I, I'm expecting you're going to have to pay for them. I said, well, why don't I go ahead and give you $10 more now? This is 19 Right, $19. yeah. And we'll just – won't worry about it. And she said, okay. Huh. And it was cool. You know, we we had a tub, a bathroom, but there was a shower outside, like yeah. a – and we would go take our showers here and wouldn't heat up the house. Right. And, you know, we'd all be gone during the day and it be cooler at night, you know. Yeah. So that, that – that was I can still lay in bed and hear the, the downtown All going noise. On. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. going on even even now, forty years later. That's
0: pretty good though. That's pretty cool memory. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good memory. thing to have in your head.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, it, it relaxes me. It really does. I can see
0: that. You know, yeah. that's um, that's something that people miss. That I mean, mm-hmm. you just added something that I don't think any anyone else has ever stepped across in here. Is that is one of the things about music that allowed you to have that memory that people just wouldn't.
1: Mm-hmm, and yeah. to think
0: about and to think about I mean, you could only do that young. You could not do that at any stage in your life other than yeah. being young. And it wouldn't happen today because people grew up with air conditioning. You know, I mean I mean, I didn't grow up with air conditioning. So so you know, I could have probably done it at that age of two, you know? So but but Pretty fun times, man.
1: Eh? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So.
0: So, all right. So you um, come back. Yeah, I guess you made a decision at some point just to leave the beach altogether. I
1: did. Yeah. Uh, it was in '90, and now the reason uh, I kind of had in the back of my mind the um, the two gentlemen, the Presley brothers, and uh, they were opening up a new club in Charlotte, Coyote Joe. Yeah. And they, they it was going to be five or six months. And Larry Presley liked, liked me, like liked my drumming and everything. And uh, uh, so I knew that he would call me. So I decided to go home and. You know, just kind of hang out. Right. That's when the economy took the to nosedive right. there in late '99, and uh, well, '89. You know, so uh, when he opened up the cottage, I was a drummer there for a year and a half. And uh, I, uh,
0: I got and a buddy that's a drummer there now. Really? Yeah, Michael Wallace. Really? He's from Shelby, and he's the drummer there now.
1: Oh, well, it, what out of the blue is that the name of the band? Or?
0: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I, I actually know their keyboard player too. And their bass player, he's left now, but he's from Shelby too. So I knew yeah. – they had they had three Shelby people, Shelby Kings Mountain people, Cleveland County people working there here in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. But when they – you know, they shut down for COVID and a lot of those guys went their different ways. And that's how Mako got in. Uh, uh, their drummer um, – he let it go.
1: Funny story. Uh, I was playing, uh, playing there, and race night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday before the six hundred. Right. We had twenty eight hundred paid admissions. You know. It, it, now they can get more because, but uh, because they've been enlarged. Right. And uh, the bass player at the time was a hoot. <laughs> okay. We're doing Desperado. Yeah, and Richard Putnam.
0: I know Richard people, too. You know Richard, Richard, yeah, he lives right here in Shelby
1: too. Richard lives in Shelby.
0: Yeah. Has a recording studio and. Uh,
1: I know he has a studio. Yeah, really, right here in town. Wow. Yeah, and uh,
0: we're friends. Yeah, I and the he bass
1: played. player. I, I can his name's excuse me right now, but he died on stage. He died he on the stage. He had a heart attack. Not then. No right. But later, after I had left. Right. And um, Richard has set up. Desperado perfectly with a, this right to register. such a wonderful hey, keyboard player. He is a I mean, wonderful you know, keyboard key player. And I'm getting ready to open my mouth and say, Desperado. And before I get it out, he turns over to me and says, Opie Taylor. <laughs> I lost it. I lost <laughs> near three thousand people there, and I can't get a word out. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's funny. You know, that's one of my funny stories, and I, I have that. I, sometimes I'll be by myself, and I'll just say, "Opie Taylor," you know, and I'll die funny. laughing. He kill really me. Funny. He killed me. I mean, you know how it is. Sometimes yep. you're done. Yep. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I, that that was that was a sweet. Uh, it really was. It's great. But I, I'm sorry, his name escapes me, but he. He, right, and it'll come to me when we're further on. Oh yeah, line, I'm sure you know, it will. That's uh,
0: Did Did you work that? Well, I guess they had one down in Greenville at some point, didn't they, or Spartanburg? Uh,
1: oh yeah, um, um, uh, uh, they have in Greenville. Uh, blind horse. Yeah, blind horse. blind horse, you know, and it's doing real well too. Mm-hmm. And that's uh.
0: I thought Uh, that was one. I thought that was theirs too. I knew they had another one.
1: That worked out real well for a while. See, like used to, they would, uh, when the Beach Wagon was there too, they would buy an act and they could get them cheaper because you're giving them three dates. Right, exactly. And it's good routing too. Right, it is
0: good routing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, they would, used to, when I was the Beach Wagon, there was, when, uh, during that period, country music was just huge. Yeah. You know, And, and like when, uh, they opened up. Um, Kylie Joe's. Garth just started, you know. And then there were, there was that what the what to call it, class of 88, 89, All of them went with, with Vince Gill, right. and Travis Tritt, and all them, Alan Jackson. All yeah. them came along, you know. And country music was a big thing then. You know, it yeah, really like, it really was yeah. then.
0: That's good country music too. You know,
1: it, it really was. You know that that period there, the real outlaw. You yep. know, Mer- with Merle, and, uh, and that's just just so special. Oh yeah, you know? it is. I and, mean, uh, uh, think about that. Now it's kind of a little diluted.
0: You yeah, well, it, it is.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't want to sound like an old poop, but you know. it's it different. It is different. You know, I, I, I check in every once in a while to see what's going on. You know, but that's well, not,
0: You know, uh, one of the things <coughs> I've spent my life as a songwriter. And, you know, now when I see that you got six writers on a song or seven writers. I don't even say see how you can uh, uh, say you wrote it or mm-hmm. wrote part of it, yeah. And you got to split the money at many different ways, you know. That's uh, this changed, you know. Music's changed a lot. A lot has. of stuff has royalty checks not the same, you know. I mean, <clears throat> totally different. So, all right, now about this at this point, what you do? What do you do when you leave? Um, Cowdery uh, Joe's
1: I started a band and uh, with, with Neil McJunkin and uh, we we started doing a circuit and we ended up a uh, friend of mine Joey O'Neill, that owns a music store in uh, Myrtle Beach he knew some people that from Japan so and they wanted to bring some country music to Japan so um, we ended up going there I, I did two tours of that i did uh, let's see it was april and may and uh, uh, december and january was that was fun 93 oh it was a lot of fun when oh, what
0: years was that uh
1: 93 and 94.
0: i bet that was fun I it that was, a it
1: lot was of fun. great it was great I, I went to some i mean always so, so many fun things to do get out and walk everybody walks there in japan a lot of people go their whole lives out on a car without driving a car yeah that's pretty cool and it's uh well i remember one of the things i got some great pictures we the hard rock cafe has four of the original frames of the first four beatle albums huh and the, the actual pictures that are on the album not not right. a lithograph, not right. a copy of you know or real pictures you know and they, they had some neat stuff you know i'm in there, sure you know uh, but that's just going the um japanese are buying up all the beetle memorabilia anyway you know but I've, i never looked at you know i felt like i was in church just about looking at those pictures
0: did, did 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 the people when you were there did they i mean how'd they react to your music
1: they they're very polite and very nice and we were playing in a restaurant. It was called the Bourbon House. It's very famous over there. it had been a blues is in the bottom of a huge ten-story hotel uh, office building, and uh, it was down there in the bar. And it wasn't, you know, really huge. And he brought us over there, but they reacted. But like it, it was a supper club, and if you got them clapping, they wouldn't stop till you finished. So they're, they're supposed to be eating. You know, that's one of the things I noticed. You know. But they're very attended and there's a, there's a market for that over there in Japan but they didn't quite know how to get hold of it, right. you know, grab yeah. hold of it, you yeah. know yeah. We, we we were the first band that did went the, their country music and the last and so <laughs> really it uh, brought us back you know and it was uh, a it was fun um, I went to uh, saw some old castles and
0: uh,
1: it, I really enjoyed it
0: that's good that's that's that's, that's really cool that's um I mean that's an unusual experience, I'd yeah. have to say. Yeah. I mean that's a one of a kind.
1: Yeah, that's a. I've done music taking me to a lot of neat places. Yeah, that's
0: one and of the neat uh, ones, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: so when you come back from there, what do you do?
1: Okay. Well, the uh, band that band uh, ended. up. We all went our separate ways, uh, and uh, I formed another <laughs> band and. Uh, it ended up being a trio, which was uh, Kid Colt. And we were starting to do other things besides just a country, you uh-huh. know, trying to dance and stuff. And uh, uh, it stayed really busy. We, we won, uh, uh, let's say what was it, best? we tied with the best band in the upstate in Greenville with the band at the Blind Horse. Which included Ronald Radford. Right, I know Ronald. Yeah. Yeah, and I said he's having open heart surgery this really? weekend. Too. Yeah, Ronald, James
0: Brolinson,
1: you know. a great musician. Boy, isn't he that? Yeah. Yeah, he's super. But I, we were real proud of that, you know. We we and, uh, then I uh, I sat down again. Uh, I sat down again at, at a club called The Manor in uh, Greenville. So I was there for five years, and uh,
0: just like a house band job.
1: Mm-hmm. It was, but it was just Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah. And uh, well,
0: yeah, you're getting a little older then. I getting, so well,
1: I was working a um, warehouse job too, you yeah. know. I, uh, you know, tr- trying to do this and keep a marriage going and all, sure. and that, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. So, and um, then I uh, started up with another band, sp- speaking a, a, with Ronald Radford, James Radford, you know, and that. Everybody goes away to get tired. You know, sure. you, you got to work for a couple of weeks, yeah. and people start looking. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. And uh, then I ended up going to my, my eventually my current band, which is 2013, uh, Split Shot. So we got about 10 years into this project. That's pretty good. And we, I'm uh, very blessed. We we still work about 80, 90 jobs. Uh, before COVID, we had 120 That's that a year. Lot. And then now it looks like we're going to do about 80 or 90 this year. That's
0: pretty good on yeah. the rebound from, from coming out of COVID, you mm-hmm. know. Cause yeah. Because the guys I play with, we've been slower getting back into, you know, because everybody's getting back and there's just less to go around up here. So, you know, trying to fill it up has been a, more of a challenge. So right. that's a lot. I mean, what you yeah. guys are doing is a lot. Well,
1: we're, we're – I, I, we don't do much country now. I, what I call is old people dance. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, come and get your love. Uh, we, we had a CD that ended up being real successful. I mean, two songs I voted on. the uh, One song called Ready to Roll, which was um, John Hook mm-hmm. has the uh, his Cashbox beach music right. chart, the sure. biggest chart right. beach music in the right. world. We were number eight on the year in 2019 on that and then in 2020 another one uh doing that thing we do, and uh it was number four for the year that's good man you know had a lot of number one for monthly monthly yeah but so that that's give us some familiarity right with a, a beach music crowd and we ended up but it's still hard you know like we were talking earlier about uh you know breaking in the new beach band you know and yeah it, and it's kind of misleading you know being older and right. being a new beach band you right. know
0: right but but i mean they're all old old now I mean, all the beach bands everybody's old. there's not there's not a lot of young ones you know no
1: there's not yeah i
0: mean and the ones that are say a new band say like you would have been now which is 10 years now but mm-hmm. but, yeah. but but, but it would have. It would have been. It would have consisted of old guys. I mean, that's who plays. That's who knows how to play that music.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you
0: don't see bands with
1: uh, less is more. Yeah, less you is know? more. Yeah, it is. You know, who all plays in this band with you? Okay. Well, uh, we got really a Joey Jackson, who is. Uh, I don't ever seen it. he plays right side upside down.
0: Okay. You know? Yeah.
1: And uh, you know, and now he's into that. Uh, He had, whenever he gets a left-handed guitar, Mm -hmm. he turns the nut around. Mm -hmm. So it's like Ah. turning the guitar, you know. Uh, Joey, and Joey's a wonderful singer. He's been around uh, a long time in Greenville area, you know. He used to play with a band called uh, The Oath years ago. And uh, Mark, making the bass player, now he played with Mac Arnold for like... uh, That makes sense. Seven years, you know. Uh, Seven out of nine years, you know. he I was saying, and uh, we got just have changed keyboard players back in June. Tony Gardo, mm-hmm. who uh, played keyboards, and uh, he played with a band called Hollies of Pepper, out of Greenville, and uh, they they understand you know what we're trying to do. Right. You know, now after ten years, we have a wonderful group of people that follow us. That's good. And We refer, refer to them as split heads. Oh, that's good. Split heads. That's and, good. Uh, and they, they just take. I mean, last night we played in Iowa, South Carolina, and they brought uh, cooked hot dogs yeah. outside before. You know, had like a oh, like tailgating. Oh,
0: tailgating before to get before
1: right. the, oh, That's great. And they treat us so good, and, and we love them good. so much, and we're family. That, you know, it's a, it's uh special. That's
0: kind of. That's kind of. The fans you like to cultivate, you know.
1: I do, I do. The folks they are, they are they they're so good to us. That, that's I
0: really good. Well, I have to say though, the upstate people, they listen better. I mean, I, the upstate South Carolina music scene is is one to be envied. You know, I mean, that their fans are good, the musicians are good. I mean, that whole area is just loaded with good musicians.
1: You know, talking about, I mean when i was in high school we had four pretty good bands you know yeah. i mean in and the high school was 500 people i mean yeah. we were we were 7 through 12 in, at liberty but there were four pretty good bands and then there, there were some other bands that were just up and coming you know and that was a, i mean that's that's yeah. a lot. our uh our assembly program's great. I'm sure it <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the best time as uh that Cleveland County's that way
0: too. Cleveland County at any time has at least four or five really good working bands here in town and they'll all be different from each other. Mm-hmm. Which is which is pretty unusual. You know, I mean you get a lot a lot of bands. You'll have, you know, you got your rock and roll bands, and you got like your four or five best of those. But man, we got, we got everything from jam bands to bluegrass guys to um, R&B, you you know, Americana stuff, Mm -hmm. country bands. We got a little bit of everything working here, which is good. I mean, a lot of good musicians here, and and the the other place that I equate to that is uh, upstate South Carolina. You know some of the best musicians I know and the best scene. It's the best music scene. I mean Charleston's fun don't get me wrong Charleston's good. you know Myrtle Beach is good, but the good musicians are upstate South Carolina.
1: We, we've got some world musicians uh, my favorite drummers a drummer for Edwin McCain uh, Tez Sherrard. Char- and uh, they just, they just got a stand in innovation on the, they, he was on the opera. Friday no, night. Okay. They got they got called back which is you know and uh Tez is I mean he's been playing, and he just barely 40 if he is 40 and he is a monster. that's
0: great I mean that's great I yeah. yeah. um yeah I've seen I've seen Edward play he plays he played up here a couple times at the Don Gibson mm-hmm. you know he got a good band yeah he does and um uh then I guess you guys are I mean, I guess Marcus King is part of that.
1: Marcus is part of that. You know? That's it. And his dad, Marvin. Marvin, yeah. I was, uh, I have uh, my best friend, Neil Smith, and he's on the board of uh, BMI. Right. And uh, when they have their, uh, uh, they always have their appreciation uh, dinner uh, before the CMA Awards. Right. Well, I don't really care for the CMA Awards, but that, that dinner the, uh the last one uh they were uh john hyatt they were yeah. celebrating john yeah. hyatt yeah. and he said he, he got me to go i'm his date for that All evening right. and uh he said i'm going to tell you he's going to be here and so okay we're in there and uh uh they go to the meal and, and um uh, okay at the table where we are uh, Robert Earl King oh, yeah. sitting at the table with us that's pretty cool okay well they start up with entertainment they're doing giant Hyatt song all right and it, the uh spotlight comes out it's Delbert with a piano player and he sings have a little faith in oh Day. man I'm just I t- and then at this point I lean over and Amy Lou Harris I can reach out and touch her she, ah. she's um uh, uh she's there with that that Producer that does all the rockabilly stuff with the stray cats and uh, oh but, um, uh,
0: yeah, I know the guy.
1: Okay. Um, it, it's, it, uh, anyway, they're there and uh, so they go through. Elvis Costello was there. Wow. Um, well, I love it was there. He came out and sang a song War and Treaty. Yeah, that, Warren Treaty. Yeah, War, well, Warren Treaty play with Marcus, and they did Riding with the King. Oh, boy, I bet that was special. It was hot. It was hot. And Amy Lou turned back and said, who is that guitar player? And I said, ma'am, that's that's Marcus King. He's from Greenville, South Carolina, and we're very proud of him. Uh And I got to go tell Marcus that that, that that, – that, and she asked about him. That's crazy, man. That's yeah, crazy. And that, and, and, uh, but like Marvin, Marvin and I played in a Battle of the Bands together. They had won the Battle of Bands the Bands a year before, and we were on the show together. And, uh, he was in a group called Fresh Licks, and it was Marvin and Ricky Godfrey. I know
0: Ricky too. Ricky's and, good. Ricky's. Ricky's.
1: Ricky's out, good. You know, he's, he's stupidly good. You know? He is he's stupidly got a, good. And, uh, but anyway, I, I got to tell Marcus and his dad that. Amy Lou Harris just asked about. that. That's
0: great, man. That's you great. know,
1: yeah. That's that's one of the things you'll never forget. Yeah, and I do. I, I wouldn't. And I, you I got
0: some pretty good stuff, man.
1: Yes, yes. yes so. But yeah, I'm thinking I had thought about that in a while. I, I went now. I went to another uh, award. Now this one was for they were honoring Steve Cropper.
0: Yeah, Steve Cropper, man. One of I my favorites. My
1: pic, I have my picture, maybe Steve Cropper. Oh man, that's too cool. And then okay. I, I met Tom Johnson. Yeah. And then, um, Becca Bramlett oh, came Becca. by. Yeah. And I had my picture made with her. Yeah. And yeah, I like was, that, that myself. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was the experience. My my friend Neil has taken me to a, a, a lot of good things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'd say I'd say uh, he has. I mean, that's some pretty good well, stuff. It, it, he's like he's like a friend. You know, we went to. All 12 years of school together you know i mean R- rust friends you know we we get together in three minutes and we're just like we're 10th grade high that's right
0: i mean you know and there again that's another thing that came out of there that is part of the music industry mm-hmm. i mean working for bmi like that would be pretty cool i, I mean that's who i get my royalty checks from uh, which is cool um uh, he like doing that job i guess he does Don't. oh he? yeah
1: it, it's well it's bored. He's yeah, on the board. He's on and, the you board. Know, yeah, advisory board. Right. And, you know, and he's a, he's he's pretty much a mover and a shaker in Nashville. Sounds like he is. Yeah, you know, it's uh, he's known for getting things done. Yeah, that's
0: uh, that's how you do it. I mean, yeah. that's how you get works when you can get it done. Mm-hmm. So,
1: but, Sandy, I'm I'm so incredibly blessed. I just I, I believe every, you are, brother. Every day, I've you know, at my age, I, I I'm. It's hard because a lot of things I find. You know, back when you were younger, you didn't get to gig because you weren't good enough or you wouldn't draw anybody. Right. Now some of them you don't even get considered because of your age. Yeah, I
0: agree. I mean, yeah. well, I'm, how old are you now?
1: I'm sixty. I'll be sixty-nine in September. Okay,
0: so you you and Neil same age then? That's right. You, I went to school. Again. I'm seventy, mm. and I I feel lucky. I still get to play music. You know, I know so many people my age that have quit. Haven't had the opportunity laid it down, and and I'm like you. The guys that I play with are younger than me, you know. And and uh, even though they're still old guys, you know. Yeah. But uh, but that's being blessed when you when you still get to play music at oh, this yeah. age, uh, you
1: know. I and mean, I'm I'm so lucky to have that, you know. And that's uh, and, and I still enjoy it most of the time. Yeah, you know, I'm like I mean, you. Most
0: of the time, I still time. do.
1: But there, it's just like anything, you know. I mean, they they're good days and they're bad you know. days. Like like Travis said, a bad day <laughs> on the bandstand beats a good day in the heating and air conditioning. Yeah, it <laughs> does.
0: I mean, I, he's right. And you know, I I did a songwriter thing across the street here, and we had um, there's four songwriters, and then there's a young girl here. She's going to Belmont to. Uh, in Nashville to, to go to college and be a music major. She, she played fiddle with us, violin with us, fiddle, whichever it was. And uh, we took her pictures after it was over with And One of the girls, her name's Valerie Miller, said, look at the four of us. You can look in our eyes and see that we've been doing this a long time. And even though it's still we're still out there doing it, you can see a weariness in us. And then look at Emma. Her eyes are all bright and shiny because she's eighteen. Her career is just starting, right. and you could see it. You right. know, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's that that she's at that point where, like you were talking about, when you're when you're uh, living in an un- air conditioned building. You know, you couldn't do that now at this age, and and you know, it's still all new and fun for her, but but still, most of the time, it's still fun for us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it's like sometimes it's hard for me to go. I'm okay once I get there and start playing, but sometimes it's like I don't really want to go load up and go yeah, do this.
1: I, I said, you, you know, can sit the load ins and yeah, and, you know, I mean, what kind of there's some venues I won't play anymore. Yeah, I
0: agree. the Load ins bad. Plus, you're a drummer, which you have tons of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and I work as a as a bass player usually, but I have um, my equipment's light these days compared to the bass stuff i used to have to haul you know i mean i used to my speakers along like 150 pounds you know 50 pound cabinet go on top of it now my 500 watt head weighs five pounds
1: (laughs) so i mean not to regress but i wanted to touch on this the bass player that died on stage is benji linker okay you know an incredible bass player if you said you would remember Huh? You said you would remember. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what it comes. It's just, it's just the, the, um, the memory card gets crowded. You know, it has <laughs> yeah. to work through, you it know, does. to get it out. But it's yeah, been, sometimes
0: I think I need to erase some of mine. And
1: I know, you know, I know but, but you want them all. You <laughs> yeah. do want them all. You yeah. do
0: want them all. You really you know, do. even
1: the bad ones. You know, yeah, you know really it, that's, that's our life. Yeah, it uh, is.
0: And and yeah. it's but, a different life. I mean, a life as a musician.
1: It's a different life. It's special, you know. Uh, my, my my wife Joyce, she she helps me get through. You know, she, she has to be special to. Uh, oh, yeah, you, y- you know. I have
0: I have this theory. I've told people this a lot. The spouse of a musician, they get a free pass. If there's a heaven, they get a free pass after living with musicians.
1: At least a purple heart. At least, you know, sound <laughs> men too. Uh, sound men get so abused over the years, you know. Boy, oh, don't they. I, I, I went to a show, and my younger brother, uh, he had passed away in January a year ago. He uh, was the uh, stage manager at uh, the Freedom Weekend of Law for huh. 20 years. Yeah. And so whenever I wasn't playing, if I wanted to go, I'd go out and hang out with him, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, David Lee Roth was there. And he just bo- I was right there behind the, the monitor mix guy. Right. And they had started wearing earplugs, but right. not in ears, but earplugs. Right. Pl- and ear then they is raising Kane about his monitor mix with the earplugs. Right. You know, and a poor guy he didn't have a chance. Oh,
0: I know. I mean, see those guys those guys they get something special when when their time comes too. I mean, it's hard to do that
1: you know it, i put a, you know you, uh, you got to love being the job or they paying you really good yep. to take that ridicule? Ridicule. i, I know cuz you get you get it hard you know, but I, but i watched it firsthand it was it was not pretty
0: now, i'm sure know. it's not and i i could see he i could see how he could be a jerk
1: and especially there was no crowd uh like it should have been or there wasn't it, it was 90s you know he wouldn't a draw Right. Boys. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Before that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be. Yeah. I mean, we all have. After you do this a while, you know. Who are good guys and who's not good guys? You, you know.
1: You do.
0: You do. see. And, 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 and most, I will say this. I've dealt with a lot of musicians in a lot of different ways in my life. Ninety-nine percent of them are great. Mm-hmm. The ones that aren't are real jerks. I mean, there's uh, no, there's no. I, in between you, Do,
1: doing the uh the beach wagon and uh coyote joe's i know who was nice and who who was not yeah nice. i firsthand you know it was just uh it, it, yeah it's, it, it's, <laughs> there's stairs on the way down, be <laughs> yeah, back down yeah. somebody might push you right yeah uh,
0: and this um
1: that's, uh, i said i'm not gonna go into those stories i just Nothing be game, but no,
0: it, and I'm the I'm the same way, you um, know. Yeah, I do.
1: But uh, some of the nicer ones to work with, uh, uh, Diamond Rio, mm. you know, they were re- exile. Yeah. Oh, exile. We went to the Beachway, and they came in, and they were really hot at yeah. that point. And they came in and did their sound check, and they were killing, it, you know. And we were over there on the side because we. It, on the uh, show days we come in and see what they wanted us to move right. or what we could leave or whatever right. you know? and they went out uh, and like could beach wagon the dance floor was just huge right. and they were all at the and we heard a JP say oh that's the house band there we need to go speak to them they came all the way back that's and cool. spoke to us yeah that's great I mean you know? yeah it, it great. was very nice yeah, that's really good. I never forget that moment, you know. Yeah, it was something like that. Oh yeah,
0: so. it you know it is things like that that stick in your mind, stays mm-hmm.
1: with you. Yeah. You nice. Know, what else we need to know? Well, like I said, I'm I'm happy. Uh, I'm enjoying life. You know, I hope, I hope we play for the split heads. For you know. Uh, 69 more years yep. anyway.
0: i mean so no no plans to slow down or,
1: no no that's great uh, i mean you know as long as it, somebody books me you know and, it, and it's feasible we'll yeah. do it you know that's, that's great it. everybody keep on dancing
0: i hear you it's uh, i, I do appreciate you taking the time Sandy, to come do thank this you for
1: having me thank you odell